0: Hey mugworts, welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual. <laughs> Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar. Hosted by Anchor, you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms.
1: You can also find us on Facebook at Wormwood and Witches Podcast or Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, Wait. Erica. This is, this is Wormwood and Witches. See, we're trying.
0: We're trying to like revamp our, our intro.
1: So far we're failing again. (laughs) Welcome. This is Wormwood and Witches. I'm your
0: host, Tally. And this is Erica. That's Hi everybody. Hi Mugwarts. Hi. We're going to get it right one day.
1: (laughs) We hope you're uh, doing fabulous out there.
0: Yeah. Spooky season. Uber spooky season.
1: Cause it's always spooky season.
0: I was singing uh, "Ministries" every day is Halloween to to tally to. She was y'all get the mood yeah. right. She was, <laughs>
1: and today we're gonna talk about cryptids, something Erica loves and I hate.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I love them. Maybe it's just because it's like very Harry Potterish and like Fantastic Beasts somewhere to find them or something. I don't know.
1: Mm, oh I haven't seen that one the, the movies
0: are terrible I don't like the movies but oh, okay I thoroughly enjoy like Newt Scarmander as like a character though it's just like yeah I'm a zoologist I just go around caring for these animals
1: well so in a fantasy sci-fi whatever book that's fine but when you have a thousand reality television shows about the hunt for Bigfoot or Sasquatch or whatever, I'm not on board. I'm just not on board. I feel
0: like that's when I just crack open a beer and I'm like, man, this is a great, like, anthropological view of, like, nutcases.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, there is, there is a new show that I have watched a little bit of, but was obviously, like, very irritated per usual. Um, that there's a woman on the show that claims to be a primatologist i was all bullshit i'm gonna look her ass up and apparently supposedly she is but i don't know like you can you can get your phd but did you ever actually be in the field and do anything with it you know so i don't really think so you know kind of like josh gates and he has an anthropology to degree but that motherfucker's never done anything but it's so. like
0: those honorary degrees where they're like you right. know you've given us enough attention and money so well
1: and, and like at least this show because what caught my interest was that they were trying to like put science based facts in there like we have a primatologist and they understand patterns and blah 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 and like there's a survival guy like barefoot survival guy or whoever, I don't know, whatever, crazy, whatever that, that's a whole other (laughs) craziness. But, um, so it was like three people. I don't remember what the third one does, but, uh, what, so I was like, okay, this one might be a little bit better. It's got more of a scientific angle. Of course, it's always like, whoa, what, what was that? What was that? And you never see anything or it cuts to commercial and you forget, like, I hate that so much, but um what what finally I was like, all right, I'm out, never seeing the show again. They are it's they're filming at night and they have the flashlight going up and they're like, Whoa, what is that? That's a there's a shadow. Do you see that? Do you see that? But okay, um, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but if it's at night and you're pointing a flashlight to it, in order for something to create a shadow, it would have to go like in front of the flashlight yeah it was saying it was behind them like then it can't have been anything because that didn't make sense i was like am i dark void am i wrong here it's like that's not how a shadow would work (laughs) in order for it to cast a shadow it would have to be in front of the light yeah so i was pissed and was over it like
0: show debunk never get out of
1: here never again with my finger giving her
0: no no finger
1: no no so yeah um yeah I don't remember what that one was called but who cares but anyway (laughs) so yes my favorite topic Bigfoot love it
0: (laughs) sarcasm dripping from her voice
1: well luckily we're not gonna talk about Bigfoot no
0: we're actually not gonna talk about Bigfoot and surprisingly Tally and I were just having like going over, you know, just our normal show notes right before the show because we're <clears throat> professionals. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, what even constitute like? Cause I had gone into this whole like episode thinking that vampires were cryptids and apparently they're not. Like Tally and I were like, well, are they? Because they don't exist. But according to Merriam Webster, a cryptid is an animal such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness monster that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. So apparently, which I'm like, how does vampires still not fit into that? But maybe it's because they're not animals per se. They're always
1: human. It's just human. Yeah. But, yeah. And then monsters, it all gets kind of blurry. Yeah. Because so some of them can be monsters
0: too. Yeah. Well, my topic definitely has to do with monsters and cryptids. So, but you have chosen a very cool like subcategory. I think of this that I'm very excited about.
1: Yeah. So, um, we in Colorado have our very own famous cryptid.
0: I did not know that.
1: Well, I didn't either. I've heard about like
0: Jersey Devil and Chupacabra and everything, but.
1: Oh yeah. Chupacabra is huge (laughs) in Texas where I grew up. So um, yeah, that's always a big thing. Uh, This is the Slide Rock Bolter. Hmm. It is uh, kind of over by Telluride on Lizard Head Mountain. And it's about the size and look of like a, a whale without fins. Huh? So it's gigantic. It can only be at a 45 degree angle and it's tail. Like it's yeah. Tail whale tail um, has like these little hands that go on the side of the mountain. So I have a little a cool little
0: story about it that I can that I can read. Are we um, gonna take a a camping trip up near Telluride now to see yeah. if we can find these? <laughs> yeah. Um the photos of it are really it's
1: really cool. I mean, it looks like, you know, kind of like this crazy whale slash fish with really sharp uh, teeth. And Ooh. yeah, basically Barrels down the mountain and attacks hikers and things like that.
0: oh yeah, that we're we're just like, ooh, that is creepy. I just googled the picture. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, um, uh, it kind of reminds me of like some weird like sand worm from Dune or something. Yeah more whale-like but more whale-like yeah
1: so uh okay so this story i thought was really well done uh it's called the fearsome forest creatures the slide rock bolter by lauren schultz and this was written in 2020 october of 2020 so fairly recently
0: somebody made uh do with their shutdown time yeah <laughs>
1: right <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like drinking gallons of wine and eating chips and just sitting on the couch.
0: <laughs> We're like, because we finally get to relax for the first time in our life.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, I didn't really get to do that, but um, yeah. Anyway, I digress. No work <laughs> talk. Uh, okay, so nestled in the Colorado mountains, just a stone's throw from southwest from Telluride, is Lizard Head Mountain home to the only native cetacean, there we go, of Colorado, the slide rock bolter. The landlocked Leviathan bolts down the mountainous mountainside and takes what is harming its home without a second thought. This deadly mountain whale has been devouring tourists, lumberjacks and miners alike while sweeping through trees and all other natural life in its path for over 100 years that we know of. So it's waiting like a doormat atop Lizard Head where the whale watches the land near San Juan Mountains and (laughs) with his careful beady little eyes for anything to wander through the forested area. He hangs from the peak with his split clawed tail facing his body downward. So if the monster notices something encroaching on his territory, he easily lifts his malign fluke and bolts down the mountainside sparing no passersby. it's uh simply foolish to meander even remotely near the lizard head area according let's to do the it i know i know i'm like oh <laughs> challenge like acceptance. how do you
0: not see a fucking giant
1: whale. whale i know uh and it says in no way is it in one's best interest to meet the gargantuan creature with its jaw full of razor razor sharp teeth and staunch dedication to keeping humans clear of the area so the origin of the tale uh comes from lumberjacks from the late 19th and early 20th centuries uh yeah and so it sounds like at the end of the day they would tell scary stories and try and out scare the next person so um so they think that that could be one way the the tale started or also uh from the mining there's a lot of people who all the you know tons of miners that were losing their lives out there and so they kind of played upon that tale with saying oh these miners are being killed by this whale
0: I thoroughly enjoyed that if that's what they came up with like they came up with a whale like a
1: a whale in Colorado like come on yeah so basically the mission of the story is to have people not want to go over there to protect you know kind of like an environmental awareness thing yeah kind of what it's like now starting to turn into um but in the early 20th century it is said that a park ranger stuffed a dummy human with explosives to lure the creature from the mountaintop and thinking that it would uh, trick this whale but instead the uh, it blew up (laughs) Uh, and it was a small mining town called Rico home to about 5,000 people and the explosives nearly demolished the town Um, but legend has it the, the bolter lives on
0: <laughs> and why would the park ranger put
1: it near a town? Like, I think it was just so full of explosives that I mean, so that's the other thing, too. Is okay, if you're trying to be an environmental protector, you just blew up.
0: You're out. like, you know what mixes with environmentalism and protection yeah, right. dynamite, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. a dynamite,
1: yeah. So, um, so it's really, I don't know. It's kind of cute. Let's see if there's anything more to this story. Yeah. They were talking about more of like, um, the environmental impact, you know, now that the story, what the story has
0: become, Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I mean, I guess that, yeah, that like makes sense. Like when you're like, you know, trying to protect these spaces and you're like, don't go out there or, you know, especially too, I know a lot of them have, um, roots in like indigenous folklore and whatnot. So, but
1: yeah. Yeah. So if anybody wants to go to lizard head and, um, become face to face with the slide bolter, um, I'm, I'm a hair for it. Let's,
0: we're going to have to create like our, our go-to camping list. Like, right. so tell your ride, Crestone, outside Crest- of Crestone. Crestone.
1: Crestone. I've never heard it pre- pronounced that Crestone. way. Crestone.
0: Crestone. <laughs> Creston? Crestone.
1: Crestone. It was just funny. Yeah. The emphasis infa- was <laughs> <laughs> different. <laughs>
0: Go get beamed up by aliens. (laughs) yeah, In in (laughs) Crestone. Crestone. I'll be there for their new marketing. Welcome to Crestone. Yeah. Colorado. Oh my goodness. Bathe Uh, in the waters of the
1: riches. (laughs) Lord.
0: Rejuvenate the youth.
1: (sighs) No. Right here in Crestone. Anyway, so I thought that was cute that it wasn't. Uh, the story wasn't um, about Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Are they the same? Yeah,
0: I think they are the same. But yeah. that, is, that is interesting that like I wouldn't have expected Colorado to have any of its own cryptid folklore. They sure do. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, and Wyoming has their own version of a Loch Ness monster.
0: Oh. Medi. It- in like a little
1: pond or in know yeah in a in the lake de smet and it's called smetty yeah and it's um
0: just south of sheridan wyoming dude we gotta go there it's like the fucking country bunkin' version of the Loch Ness. yeah pretty Beehaw! much and
1: it's it's a fairly uh the lake is not that big but i guess big enough that it could hide Hide uh, the North American Loch Ness. Hell yeah. Called Smetty. 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 <laughs> okay, I'm done like
0: talking. Uh, I took a deep dive on. As you do. <laughs> as I do on a very well known uh, cryptid. And that is and it, I did so because it kind of ties into a story that we're gonna have later, but um I took a deep dive into werewolves. Oh, and,
2: oh.
0: oh that's our my terrible impression. Um <laughs> so I don't know, I was just really curious where werewolves came from and uh kind of the folklore behind that, and so I guess some of the earliest recordings of werewolves are one is a a Greek story uh, around 1550 BCE with King Lycanon of Arcadia from Ovid's The Metamorphosis Uh, tells the story of this king. Who is visited by the god Jupiter in disguise? And Jupiter and Drag dares this king to serve him human flesh. And Jupiter, uh, I guess, kind of frowns upon, as one should, uh, especially as a god, I feel like frowns upon cannibalism like, yo, don't eat your neighbor. That's not cool. So, you
1: know, if you're hungry, you're hungry. <laughs>
0: desperate times call from for desperate measures (laughs) it puts the lotion on its skin Mm -hmm. or else it gets the hose again no um so the king decided to uh test jupiter to see if they were actually like kind of a god and all-knowing and whatnot and i guess the shit for brains king was like (laughs) let's test the limits so uh he he serves him human flesh and turns out Jupiter does not agree with this and uh, turns a lycanon into a, a wolf. And so the Greek word lykos, which means wolf, kind of stems from this. Mm-hmm. And then there's apparently also other rep- uh, recordings of this in uh, the Epic of Gil- Gilgamesh, which is oh, around yeah. 2100, 1200 BCE. Uh, so it's definitely like for those of you who don't know the epic of gilgamesh is the mesopotamian version of like the iliad or the odyssey so it's about it's like all the of
1: first our- book isn't yeah. it isn't it like the first written
0: i mean i wouldn't book. be surprised i don't know like comparatively with like iliad and odyssey time frames of this but i i wouldn't be surprised but uh I guess Gilgamesh met the goddess Ishtar at some point during his travels. And she's like, Hey honey buns, you want <laughs> you want you and I let's let's go. And he's like, Uh, I I kind of heard that you ended up turning this shepherd into wolf. So I'm gonna like do a hard pass. And so these mm-hmm. are like kind of like the earliest accounts of um like people being turned into a uh, a wolf essentially and so uh one thing that i did not know much like the salem witch trials that there were werewolf trials and werewolf hunts
1: what
0: yeah like i was super surprised by this i was like i have never heard of this but i guess between 1520 and 1630 um, I don't know if this is purely Europe or where, but like a rec- like there were thirty thousand recorded werewolves, and some of those that ended in executions. And it wasn't like your bitch neighbor Laura decides to like you know she did me wrong. I'm gonna just say witch, and you right. know we're gonna go to trial. There were like self-professed werewolves that like were were part of the this like thirty thousand group of of folks that were like yeah, I turn into a werewolf or I turn into a wolf when the moon's full you know
1: right right go run
0: naked through the woods whatever so
1: sounds fun
0: <laughs> I, I don't know I thought that was super interesting but this leads to a couple of really good um serial killer accounts of serial killers so oh. as always I feel like within my true crime brain I always got to be like how does this relate to Muida? so <laughs> muida <Moida>. um <laughs> so in the 1570s in France we have a gentleman by the name of Gilles Garnier um not like Garnier Frutice. That's
1: exactly where my <laughs> mind went.
0: That's where my mind went. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, and uh, so he was a a French serial killer, cannibal, and apparently hermit that was convicted of being a werewolf. Alternatively, he is also known as the Werewolf of Dole. And according to mm. like his testimony, he was like. Yeah, I was in the forest hunting one night trying to find food for me and my wife and this spirit appeared before me. And, you know, like I'm having trouble feeding not only myself, but my my wife, like I'm not used to being around other people, being a hermit. So, you know, thinking about other folks and how they like live essentially that they need food to eat uh, and survive that. This spirit was like, hey, I'll offer you this ointment that will allow you to turn into a wolf and you can go hunt stuff and then that way you can have meat. So don't know what mushroom this guy probably ate off the floor, but... (laughs) But I'm just like, and then the dude appeared before me. I was like, yo, bro, put this ointment on you and you will turn into a wolf. That was pretty baller, right? Um, And so he confessed to having been stalked and murdered at least least four children between the ages of nine and 12. (laughs) Because, you know, why don't you just go hunt deer when you can have tasty young children? So
1: yeah, I mean- (laughs) They're not
0: a spang, you know, like stringy, meaty, tough, you doesn't know, doesn't have you know, that gamey taste, doesn't have so that gamey, gamey like baby Baba. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, so in October of 1572, his first victim was a 10-year-old girl who he dragged into a vineyard outside of Dole. Uh, he strangled her and began to eat her flesh from her thighs and arms. And when he had finished, he had removed some flesh and w- was like, you know, I think my wife would love some of this. It's just got the right spice. So uh-huh. brought back some meat to his wife. Uh, weeks later, he again savagely attacked another girl and was biting and clawing at her, but was actually interrupted by somebody passing by. Um, so of course he fled the scene and, Unfortunately, this little girl succumbed to her injuries in a few days. So, oh, okay. But in November, he decided to kill a ten-year-old boy again, cannibalizing him and eating his thighs and his stomach and tearing off a leg to. I mean, the thighs are the later. best
1: meat, right?
0: Nice and uh, yeah, like it's got like probably that marbled fat. Oh, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he strangled another boy and was interrupted a second time by another group of folks passing by. Um, So he had to kind of abandon his prey, I guess. Um, And then the last one was that he brutally attacked another unknown boy uh, and tore him hit him in half by Jesus biting Christ. and tearing at his stomach what? apparently so like fucking sounds like he disemboweled this poor kid oh my
1: god yeah how, but how do you how can you even do that can you even do that with our teeth or does did he have
0: i don't know
1: I have so many questions all of a sudden.
0: I know you and me both, man. Well, so.
1: like he didn't have a knife to help him out with this. Is that, Maybe he had yeah,
0: like really like werewolfy looking fingernails.
1: True. And I guess, you know, a grown man up against a 10 year old. Yeah. Probably rip through, I suppose. But I mean, I just, that's wild yeah now was this happening random, or was this happening on a full moon, or we haven't gotten to it the doesn't full moon?
0: say he he they he never mentions I don't imagine that it happens on a full moon, but essentially yeah. when he so if eventually he was like caught in fifteen seventy three and was found guilty of crimes of uh lycanthropy and uh, witchcraft mm. um and because he was like claimed that he he was a wolf during these attacks essentially he's like right even though people were like dude i saw you you were a com you were a man for right. sure you were human like stop bullshitting me wow. <laughs> so but he was probably off his rocker anyways but he was he ended up being burnt at the stake on January 18th of 1574. So they're oh like, get the fuck out of here. Nobody needs that. Terrorizing our children. Wow. So um, but like I feel like werewolves have begot this whole like series of like serial killers because also in 1589 all in the 1500s man what's
1: up what was happening in the 15 it's like the
0: (laughs) 70s in california (laughs) (laughs) like just get away with it (laughs) serial killers everywhere uh in 1589 a german named peter stube or he he goes by a few other last names like stump i guess was Mm -hmm. also recorded But he was executed and cloned for cannibalism and multiple murders um, as he had claimed that he had a magical belt that enabled him to turn into a wolf. Usually there's a lot of like, oh, I have this wolf pelt and I'm going to wear it. And like, I've like, I turn into a wolf or something. Uh, In 1603 in France, again, a man named Jean Grenier claimed that he had a skin that allowed him to become a wolf and said that he was responsible for several murders and disappearances. Um, and the court ruled that he was insane and confined him to a monastery for the remainder of his life. Um, but this was like, apparently his like common delusion that he had turned like would turn into a wolf. So, Hmm. so a lot of this is interesting that it's like, like I'd mentioned, um, kind of ingest, but also not that like, you know, like what mushrooms are you picking up off the ground? Cause probably a lot of these substances that led to delusions could have been fungus or sure. um apparently there's accounts. I don't know where, but uh, I got most of my information from the podcast, how stuff works. I love that. Uh, they have one about where it was and it's great that was um, my very
1: but, first podcast that i ever listened to and then went directly into true crime
0: hell yeah <laughs> i the they're they're great yeah. i i love listening to them yeah, uh, yeah. but they had mentioned that uh detura was a substance like which i mean does grow in europe so i
1: wondered if it did that was my next question if if they were like oh, look at this pretty flower i'm going to eat it yeah, or like, yeah, like you think
0: weeks. seed pods because right. it's like called the prickly apple or something too mm-hmm. is another name for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure people are like, I mean, What's somebody's got to like test and eat stuff. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. figure it out for the rest of us.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, so, and, you know, a lot of this is like, werewolf like stems from like the 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 words that it's mostly men right that turn into into werewolves um because you know they've got the most i guess fucking bent up sexual energy because this is usually what it ends up being thrown into and Mm -hmm. it's like your most primal feral self right right like and that you're, it's like uncontrollable, especially when like the moon is full. Right. Right. And right. so there's like some like indicators of folklore that state, you know, Oh, it's only going to happen like once a month during a full moon. Um, and I just other put times- two
1: things together. What? Okay. So what you were just saying, like mostly male, um, and I'm like when my train time still <laughs> severely hungover. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, too much fun last night. Anyway, uh, so like with with the theory of males turning into werewolves and turning into like this whole primal energy, women having their periods mm-hmm. around the same time of the full moon. I just put those two things together. Like yeah. there's gotta be a connection in that f- part of the folklore.
0: Yeah. And like, I think they're the women see that a lot, right. Because yeah. we're like, Oh, what happens usually once a month. That's yeah. kind of usually connected to like, mo- like they call it your moon cycle. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like, and it's like your most raw self essentially. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, so some, Folklore dictates like, oh, this it happens once a month, you know, during the full moon or a moon phase. I think it's usually the full moon. I don't, mm-hmm. There weren't very many accounts of like why it's a full moon, but um, or the it's like curse ridden, right? Like you are cursed by somebody or you were bitten and it's just unfortunately like that's why you turn into a werewolf once a month. Or there's other accounts where you're born with it, like it's Maybelline, and <laughs> you're just like can then interchangeably de- whenever you decide, right, that you can oh. turn into where a- it's not dictated by, oh, by like a-
1: like the Twilight kids, yes, they just so turn that- into it when they get mad, <laughs> mad. Okay, yeah, that's right. <sighs> I was like, no, it's always the full moon. I'm like, oh no, no, it's not.
0: Which I was like curious about. I was like, why is it the full moons and I couldn't find very much information of just like, other than like essentially some people were saying, you know, the moon ties in with so much of human, uh, connectivity. And it's just like, you know, like are saying, wow, must be full moon tonight when all the weirdos are out. Right. Right, But it's just like happenstance. So there, but there weren't very many, um, stories of why it was connected to the moon. Um, and then one thing that I also harking back to plants like datura, I found interesting was that wolfsbane is yeah. apparently like garlic for vampires, but for werewolves, like so people would mm. pin this flower. It's like a little purple flower. Mm-hmm. Like they would pin it onto themselves to ward off werewolves. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, and then the last Much little better bit than I- garlic yeah they're like hey you want to smell although i'd be like hey yeah i do do (laughs) love me some garlic so i don't think i would mind it um and then of course like a lot of uh there's been movies and everything about werewolves like especially like in the early 40s is when Mm -hmm. wolfman came out but uh i'm sure early on or is and during those times we have you know, obviously like the circus and freak show, quote unquote freak shows. And we have modern di modern day um uh hypertrichosis, sorry, um, which is a disorder that ha- means you grow excessive amounts of hair. Right. Um, or it's also called werewolf syndrome. So, like and,
1: the bearded lady.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, there are rare modern cases that uh, largely are confined to. Actually, one particular Mexican family. So, Jesus Aceves, I think, is his name. Um, was part of this family of which, like, thirty of them decided to agree to give and donate their blood for genetic screening uh, to participate in a study. And in 95, they actually figured out like these studies figured out that it was linked to the, like an X chromosome linked trait essentially. So nearly all exhibited excess body face and hair and body hair, but the condition is more pronounced in males because hypertrichosis is again, an X linked like chromosomal trait so
1: interesting that's yeah cool. that's a interesting find
0: yeah and it like it's mostly like specifically found like most prevalent in this like one family from mexico which is crazy to me
1: yeah and it's just being passed down genetically yeah,
0: yeah. but also not well genetically in a different sense with lycanthropy is that that is technically a medical uh mental disorder where you actually think that you are transforming into a werewolf and so like i guess it's like a an actual mental illness too where people believe that like delusional um oh. sense so but yeah so but I mean, it all makes sense too. like, if you saw your neighbor, like back in the day, like the 1500s, besides cannibal, your cannibalistic hermit (laughs) neighbor of like people getting bit by like rabid animals. And then they're acting all weird. And you're like, what the fuck? Like what happened to Tommy? Starting to foam at the mouth (laughs) And,
1: and looking at me like I'm chicken. Like I'm
0: yeah. Uh, and I was curious too, like, I had like, you know, my questions. I'm like, why is it a full moon? Why is it silver bullets? Oh, yeah, silver, silver bullets, bullets are usually like, right. The thing that yeah. like we think of Van Helsing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I found this, um, on a website that I'm just gonna read straight from it, but quote unquote, the ri- the origin of the belief in the power of silver bullets to kill supernatural monsters may date to the 17th century stories of the city of Griefswald, Germany, where silver buttons, buckles, and other items were melted down to forge bullets to kill the creatures. This comes to us from J.D.H. Tem's Folk Tales of Pomerania and Rugen, written in 1840. Uh, But outside of only a few obscure scholars who reference uh, this material infrequently over the next hundred years, history does not readily fuse the scourge of werewolf with the power of silver. So there's not very many accounts, it sounds like, of specifically silver. I saw on another source that they're like gold is related to the sun, like that, you know, the sun and silver is related to the moon. So maybe that's why it's silver bullets Mm. because full moon. So it's like, I guess that kind of makes sense.
1: That makes sense too.
0: But I mean, as we know that there are like lots of um, folklore related to werewolves um, Mm -hmm. with uh, indigenous indigenous folklore. So we have like the Diné or uh, Navajo with the skinwalkers, which is a little different, but you know, it's them... It's supposedly like witches within yeah. their community turning into coyotes and wolves, like at will, essentially to kind of go do deviant like things. And I guess Clyde Cluckhone, uh, who was a uh, cultural anthropologist living with the Diné in 1944, kind of wrote all about it. And there is a article on how stuff works about that if you're more interested. So. Mm-hmm. But- That's like my little very quick nutshell on the history of werewolves. And then, yeah, like I was just like, huh, I didn't realize they related so hardcore to fucking serial killers, (laughs) especially in Germany and France. (laughs) It
1: makes sense though. It makes sense.
0: I mean, they have the woods for it for sure.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But I'd be curious more of like people's. Uh, take on wolves out here in the Rocky Mountains because wolves probably were more prevalent maybe back in the day.
1: Oh, yeah. And they're coming, making a comeback, but there yeah. is a wolf sanctuary, I want to say, over near the Colorado isn't Springs. It, yeah.
0: I was like, isn't it down south? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have very good, uh, reviews about that so mm-hmm. yeah i've always
1: wanted to go never have
0: i won't but, go yeah. during a full moon
1: Ooh! or during my cycle <laughs> but like, i want to get eaten but we have um a tale another tale to tell
0: yes <laughs>
1: from a friend of yours that
0: yeah uh, Aaron Casey is going to tell his tale about the time he encountered a werewolf.
1: I mean, I was my eyes were wide open. I I like could not I was speechless like I am right now. I was like, holy shit. What the hell? So it's a good one. Yeah. It's a it's, good one. It's a good one. And let's listen to this werewolf story.
2: Oh,
0: Uh, I'm here to introduce our wonderful uh, guest today to talk about uh, very creepy happenings. And my old colleague, Aaron Casey, he's an extraordinaire uh, wood shopper and like, I don't know, amongst many, many other things that you do at the art museum here in Denver and tales. You've had me intrigued about this for the longest time where you're like oh yeah i've seen a specific creature and i'm like oh snap this is gonna be a good one so yeah
2: it's well it's, it's not a ghost story it's not alien well then story. i'm done i'm just oh, <laughs> kidding i know i know you get I'm sorry. I would wish I had a good ghost story. I've tried hard, but I, I've realized like all the ghost stories in my life, I've manufactured myself. I've just like oh, willed no. myself into seeing a ghost. And I don't have it like an authentic one, but I do have a, a werewolf story, that's what I call it huh. Yeah. i feel
0: like this is gonna have to come oh, out geez. on a full moon
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah you should time it for that that'd be very t- i don't know if it was a full moon the night of my werewolf story i'm sorry that's oh that's probably a deal breaker right there we're just gonna
1: say it was yeah
2: yeah was. D- go yeah somebody do some like uh checking yeah
0: it was a dark and stormy evening
2: yeah it, it was a weird night and i saw well so i say werewolf story but like uh you could also say shapeshifter, maybe or yeah.
0: that makes it almost creepier in yeah my opinion.
2: well you know if you think about like uh there's cultures where like there's stories where people change into something else and i so i didn't see uh so it's a werewolf story but i didn't see like michael j fox with like a walkman and a basketball (laughs) at the end you know dang it yeah i wasn't like oh is he's just waiting for his dad to come pick him up in the van (laughs) uh so it's not like a werewolf story like i saw a man into a dog or a wolf in the back or something like werewolves of london but oh uh, my god,
1: that movie terrified <laughs> me as a child.
2: Like right? that was then, that's kind of the worst. werewolf standard, I think, or the uh the howling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys know the how like the howling one, two, and three. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. yeah. It's, it's been a while they're since I've seen very, them. they're bad uh werewolf movies, but that's like kind of the standard.
1: Oh my god, American Werewolf in London. I'll never forget. The, those scenes of him changing and like right it's like your skin scarred. stretches yeah
2: and, yeah then this is not the kind of werewolf story i have i'm sorry
0: <laughs> 80 <laughs> movies were the best though yeah well
2: yeah the howling <laughs> was yeah it's, it's up there for me it's a good one howling too it's just like <laughs> perverse <laughs> i feel like we're gonna
0: have to have a scary movie night now yeah All well werewolf werewolves.
2: movies yeah yeah well, it's like uh, Monster Squad too. Um, <laughs> nice. I like the to quote, Monster Squad. There's a part where uh, the werewolf gets kicked in the crotch, and somebody says, "Wolfman doesn't have nards." Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite movie quotes of all
0: time. I like. We're but I think he's still, he gets kicked wolves. in the howls.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Not swear but, but why does it smell like piss everywhere? You know, <laughs> come on, wolves. <laughs> uh, not clean. <laughs> Those werewolf side issues. All werewolves probably do, man. You know, think about it.
0: <laughs> so where does the story take place?
2: Uh, this Okay, so cut to the chase. It's uh North Denver. Ooh. Circa 92. Ooh, 92. Um, 92.
1: Definitely. North
2: Denver. (laughs) Um, So here's the salacious details. I was uh, walking home from my girlfriend's house in Northwest Denver at like two in the morning. I'd probably fallen asleep, uh, you know. But uh, it was not far to my house from her house. And uh, she lived on 32nd. And I lived on 26th. So uh, I would frequently walk between our houses. So it was late at night, pretty clear night, late summer, 92. No cars or anything on the road. And I uh, walked down to the intersection. I remember it. It's pretty pretty clear in my memory, this whole story, because it was freaky. <laughs> um, so Tennyson and 26th. That was my always the way I went home to my house on brain Street uh so I was walking on the north side of twenty sixth just turned the corner from Tennyson heading west towards my house and uh there were street lights on twenty sixth and about a block down, I saw a really big dog coming my way well, it's just like a an animal. It was in all shadows at first, but it was heading my way, and I was heading its way.
1: Oh my god! And, uh,
2: yeah, weird big dog. That's uh, the werewolf story sounds better than a weird big dog story. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: it was all on all fours.
2: It was on all fours. Yeah, it was like you think about big dogs, like a great dane or something. Yeah, this was bigger.
0: Oh my was, god
2: yeah it was like
0: like an irish wolfhound
2: maybe yeah that's a good well
0: the oh, size of small... my story
2: down huh <laughs> <laughs> i it mean was, they are way, way too wolfhound. muppety the face the face of it was narrow like that but it had curlier fur like an airedale or something oh so, weird
0: so like, yeah you were walking as, down I, the as I found
2: it, as i got closer to it so it was, we were coming towards each other yeah were you like and, nervous
0: at all? Seeing well, like, yeah, I Dumb. turned the
2: corner and I looked down the street and I'm like, this giant dog is moving. So there's something moving. And then like, if it was a person shape, I would be like, well, that's kind of scary. There's a person out at two in the morning, but instead it was like <laughs> besides a big, you. <laughs> yeah, besides me just trying to get home. And then, uh, so it was definitely like an animal, like a big animal. I saw it, like it was not running. It was like loping towards me, like hmm. moving kind of fast. Ooh. And I was like, "Whoa, what the hell is that?" And I kept my eye on it, and then it got closer. And I kept walking towards my house because I was like, "That's where I need to be." And uh, we got closer where we could identify each other more. And I Mm. saw it was like it was like like a big Irish wolfhound, like you said. It was kind of like that, but like tall. It had really long legs. That's really uh, creepy. It is. Well, this is why I remember it because it was like, like I've never seen a dog like this before. And so that's mm. why I'm like, well, uh, you know, like, uh, shapeshifters turn into dogs and yeah. stories all the time. So,
1: so you so don't think it could have been a, b- a bear or anything like that?
2: It was not that filled out. It was like tall and skinny, like had really long legs.
1: Mm. Oh, that's creepy. Okay. And
2: we got closer and I definitely saw its head better.
1: And yeah, it was not a
2: bear. And like, well, we've had uh, mountain lions close to my house now, but bears have never come into Denver.
1: Well, and a mountain lion would have just eaten your face off.
2: Well, they have, you know, <laughs> they look like big cats, though. This was definitely a big dog. Yeah. Like, had dog ears. And like, so we got close enough to where I could see its eyes and like its snout. <laughs>
1: oh
2: wow oh my god it's i kind of this is funny that i'm telling you uh, um so it gets closer and um to give you more details like so i i I grew up on 26th and brain and the brain heading north dead ends into 26th and there's a driveway of a guy's house i used to know called Doc, he was like a fisherman. He had a big RV or a big camper on the back of a pickup truck. And he went fishing every weekend. And so the dog creature thing gets all the way to Doc's driveway right by his RV. So this is all very familiar. And I'm seeing him. And then it sits down and looks at me. Meantime, I've crossed the street onto the park side, which is on the south. Because I'm like, wow, that's a big dog. If, If it starts running at me. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. So I've I've crossed the street, there's no cars, there's street lights, so I'm kinda it's looking at the dark, but I see its eyes and like they're red, like red eyes. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, okay, so not like Ghostbuster demon dog eyes. No, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't (laughs) matter. More like but like if you've ever like tangled with raccoons and like see them like look at you in the dark (laughs) and you' catch their like red eyes looking at you yeah it's kind of like that but they're like not raccoon eyes are big and this dog's like it sat down it looked at me across the street meanwhile i'm getting closer to like my uh, back door it's just, like maybe 150 feet away and i'm like i'm about to make a run for it and this dog
0: oh shit and it's just staring at you so well it sat like... down
2: in doc's driveway <laughs> and looked at me Maybe yeah, it like God. it could
0: just be ready to like be like, I'm coming after you now. Like well, the, well, that's what friend. I was
2: thinking. I was like, "Holy shit, what's going on?" And I'm also like, "Why is this big dog out? Who's what kind of dog is this?" And, Seriously. Um, it was so yeah. Was, I'm like, "Oh shit, this is uh, not what I wanted." At like two in the morning, just to get home. <laughs> but uh, so the dog it looks at me for a second and then it gets up it looks away it was also not looking like right at me it's like looking down the street so like Vrain street goes right down to sloan's lake i was kind of like looking down at the lake not it wasn't like tracking me with its eyes Mm -hmm. so i was like okay it's not really paying attention to me and then it gets up and it (laughs) and it walks towards uh tennyson street heading east and uh in dock where the driveway and the uh camper are there's a big tree like a maple tree right in his front yard and so the dog um the dog creature goes towards like walks past the tree but like just like that 70s movie thing it goes like and then doesn't cross the other side no. so like it oh, disappears like no yeah what it, the that, hell it, exactly no. <laughs> That's exactly what i thought because i was like looking at it and i thought i'm not tripping i right. <laughs> what did i just see i was like I, I literally like blinked my eyes and i was like no fucking way that was so weird what this big dog just vanished now so one of the reasons i always remember the story is because i i crossed the street back over to the north north side of 26 to investigate that night yeah because i Holy so God. i stood there i saw the dog disappear behind the tree like a kind of like a benny hill skit or something right you know <laughs> like a brady bunch move but uh and i watched it and i was like that can't be real where did that and i was also like where did that dog go did it go in the backyard I was like trying to think logically and um but so I crossed the street to check it out and look at this tree. I was like, "What's what's wrong with me?" And so I I went over and I I walked around the tree and it was gone.
0: Holy uh, crap!
2: Yeah. So that's my basically my werewolf story. It didn't Maybe like it come was like Professor
0: McGonagall. Like instead of a cat, she decided to turn into a werewolf. Yeah that could have been your answer to go to hogwarts if you wanted to i guess i don't know it wasn't invented
2: yet
1: <laughs> hogwarts think, was
2: not yeah
1: i think it was doc and he's a shapeshifter traveling in and out of a he vortex. might have he
2: might have gone into the portal into his yeah. basement that smelled like cigarettes and beer yeah <laughs> yeah and
0: nobody so nobody has like a like a giant dog that could have gotten out like in the near i've ride? never like, seen
2: like this was a ridiculously it was bigger than like any it was like almost horse like it was like a
0: holy shit That it is. it was a
2: giant dog it was crazy that's why i was so scared of it and that's why i remember it to this day i've never seen a dog that big i was now on the loose by itself i swear it's real <laughs> oh well and God. it's so
1: odd that it's that it sat there and was just kind of it was like maybe waiting for you to go inside or something and then when you didn't it was like fuck it i'm just gonna go into the portal anyway or i don't know like wow that's wild that's great it's like okay it's the portal the 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 dog it's or whatever the wolf Mm -hmm. um itself is scary that's exactly out of the dark i'm
2: just like it was something
1: but it walking behind a tree and not emerging on the other side or there's like no signs of it or any ruffling of any bushes or uh, anything is like even scarier.
2: Mm-hmm. That, well, I know it sounds corny. No, <laughs> it really does. Like It does not. <laughs> it just doesn't. vanished. Well, like maybe portals are real and you can find them. And this dog mm. being awkwardly large and mysterious Knew where portals were.
1: We hope you enjoyed the story as much as we did.
0: So creepy.
1: Very creepy. And until next time,
0: keep gazing into the unknown. Bye. Bye.